Shila Prabhupada. Shila Prabhupada Ki. Very nice. So, this is the volume. Sorry. So, has everybody studied this chapter at your home? Who has not studied this chapter? The new class? Yeah? Who has not studied this chapter at home? Yes, everybody studied what we are doing now. Why have you not studied? So who would like to read this now? What don't you read? You study now? But, but we can answer. We have the knowledge that gas comes from come or ether, and ether comes from mind. Mind comes from intelligence, intelligence comes from Krishna's superior energy, the spirit soul. Yes, continue. Dr. Singh, are both inferior and superior energies studied in Sankhya philosophy? It's Sankhya. Sankhya philosophy. Srila Prabhupada. No, Sankhya philosophers do not know of superior energy. They simply analyze the material elements just as scientists do. Neither the scientists nor the Sankhya philosophers know anything of the spirit soul. They are simply analyzing Krishna's material energy. So what is the material energy of Krishna? Um, what are those? Mind, then... Only mind? What else? Intelligence then? Ego then? Water? Air? Fire? It's very good. Very good. So these are the broad base eight elements. From these eight elements, 24 elements manifest. Like the form ele element takes place. Like eyes. Okay? So we've got Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. With it comes five senses. Okay? Active senses. What are those senses? Eyes. Eyes, too. See. Then? Ear. Ears. Nose. Nose. Tongue. Tongue. Touch. Skin. Okay? So what does the eye do? So this becomes eye. Okay, then, then there is? What does the eye do? See. Nose. Skin, then what else? Ears, that is sound. What else? Tongue to taste. How many became now? Total became how many? 5 plus 5, 10. 10 plus 8 is 18. Okay. Then what else? Then there are working senses. Active senses are working senses. Two hands, two legs, anus and genitals. That comes to how much? How much? 7 plus 5 plus 5 comes to 17 plus 2 
2023, okay? And then the mind is 24. This is how the whole 24 elements by which the whole material creation functions, everything in this material world, not only on earth, do not misunderstand. We're not talking only about earth. We're talking about the whole, not just universe. We're talking about universes. So when they talk about life existing in other planets or other universes, it works around these elements. But the thing is this, that even these gross elements, they're called earth, water, fire, air, ether. They're called gross elements. You can see and touch it. But interestingly, if you go to uh, some planets where you'll find that the earth is more prevalent. In this planet earth, what is more prevalent? In the bodies of people? That's right, water and earth. So earth gives a shape and water inside the, the body. Similarly, if you go to other planets where air is more prevalent, the body is made up of air, we can't even fathom it. How can you make a body of air? Where will the veins go? How will the veins travel? It's still not spiritual, it's still material. Similarly, in sun planet, the bodies are fiery, made up of fire. But us, we think, ah, how can fire have a body, living being? But the modern scientists have found out now that life exists even in fire. Anybody knows this? Just Google, ask your Google Guru. Ask, who has got Google now? Online, check. Life in fire. Check it, nobody? No mobile phone? <laughs> Battery's gone. Okay, so now without, without batteries gone, no knowledge. <laughs> Google is down. Anyway, he's searching for it. So, you'll be surprised to know that when the lava flows from in the in, in the volcano, there are, we cannot survive if we come close to the lava when it's flowing. But there are organisms which survive next to the lava, so close. And I saw it in National Geographic television channel when I was young. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And now the scientists have discovered that these living beings exist close to lava. So they've discovered, they've not known everything. So what they do not know today, they will discover tomorrow again. So life can exist. Does it say life, fire? Does it say? Okay, not to worry, leave it. Don't worry. Similarly, Prabhupada says there are planets where earthly, the, the air bodies exist. Ethereal bodies exist. These are all unfathomable things. That's why Srila Prabhupada told one of the personal servants that if you know the material world, you will shake in your boots. <laughs> it is so dangerous. And we are searching for planets. The other day I saw that Earth-like planet is discovered, alien planet. So they're looking for the same Earth, same water, and they say water exists, so life will exist. That is true for us. We've got this body. We need water because we are 75% water. Earth is 75% water. Only 25% Earth. Similarly with us also. We just covered with Earth. 
body 70% water. So in all this, this situation, we have to realize that the science with all its glories is still searching. They have not found all the answers. Okay? And uh, because we are looking for these kind of things in other planets, we may even walk past another living being. They go to Mars if they have gone to Mars. If they have gone to Mars. So they have got this Mars, you know, whatever you call it, rover. And looking for the sea on the sand and all those things. That's what they are showing us. Okay? But who knows? If something walks past, it's, it's not made up of, of Earth. <laughs> made up of air. You don't even know. <laughs> and they've got some kind of, of uh, big, aliens means they have short green people, naked, or, or no, no sex, you know, and big eyes like this, and they don't speak. Three fingers they've got, and they're technologically advanced. They've got three fingers in the feet. How can you be technologically advanced? Or the fish, spaceship you're traveling and all this rocket thing and all with three fingers and don't even speak. <laughs> Maybe they have got advanced knowledge. I'm not saying no, but I might doubt. This will be just planted. Because in the Shastras, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the, in the Mahabharata, in the Bhagavad Gita, there's total talk about, uh, about uh, living beings in other planets. And those planets, the living beings which exist, they have got beautiful bodies. The singers, we sang the Kirtan now, so the singers from Gandharva planets. And those Gandharva planets, the singers are so beautiful singers, melodious singers. You know? In fact, when Krishna sings with, with, along, with, with his, with, along with gopis, when he's there in Vrindavan, there's only laughter. What, what appears, what you can hear is only laughter and singing. They play musical instruments and they sing beautifully for Krishna and this is what the past time happened. You know? So, uh, uh, today in this gross material world, we do not know what is fed to us, you know? <laughs> with food and with knowledge. So be very clear, be very careful what knowledge you are getting also. Now that we have come to Srila Prabhupada's shelter, so we gain what we have to gain. But we have to be careful then we don't accept all junk in, in our mind. And then we try to meditate. How can you meditate when you've got junk in the mind? Or to still the mind. How can you still the mind? You want to close the door? So how can you, how can you, you know, you cannot. So that's the reason why it is said that those people who are trying to practice meditation or Krishna Bhakti, they have to choose their association. They have to choose the sound vibration they get. They have to choose what knowledge they get. That's very important. We can now that doesn't mean you don't you stop your material education. No, you don't stop material education, but you use it for your limited things. That is not all in all. That's what we're trying to say. That's not all in all. You use it, you gain it, you use it for that thing. I do the same thing. At the same time, I try to understand this spiritual knowledge as taught by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada Ki That is the thing. That is our way. Okay? Yes, please continue. 
So Sankhya philosophy is all about this earth, what is 24 elements as we discussed. Not the spirit soul. The spirit soul and the spiritual world is 75% of creation. This material world with material elements is only 24, 25% of the creation. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. Okay? Yes. Dr. Singh, they are analyzing the creative material elements. Shri Prabhupada, material elements are not creative. The soul is creative. No one can create life with only matter, and matter cannot create itself. You, a living entity, can mix hydrogen and oxygen to create water, but matter itself has no creative energy. If you place a bottle of hydrogen near a bottle of oxygen, will they automatically combine without your help? Dr. Singh, no, they must be mixed. Srila Prabhupada, yes, the superior energy the living entity is required. Oxygen and hydrogen are inferior energy. But when the superior energy mixes them, then they can become water. Inferior energy has no power unless superior energy is involved. The sea, indicating the Pacific Ocean, is calm and quiet. But when superior force, air pushes it, high waves are created. The sea has no power without the superior force. Similarly, there is another force superior to the air, and another and another, until we arrive at Krishna, the most superior force. This is real research. Suppose a railroad train is just starting to move. The engine pushes one car, which pushes another, and so on, until the entire train is moving, and the whole motion originates with the engineer, a living entity. Similarly, in the cosmic creation, Krishna gives the first push, and then, by means of many successive pushes, the entire cosmic manifestation comes into being. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, verse 10, Maya, maya Dhyakshena Prakrutihi Suyate Sa Characharam Maya Dhyakshena Prakriti Suyatesa Characharam Very nice. This material nature is moving under my direction, O son of Kunti, and is producing all moving and unmoving beings. And a little later, Sarvayonishu Kaunteya Muta Murtayaha Samhavanti Yaha Tasam Brahma Mahadyonir Aham Bija Pradahapita. That's the thing, most important verse. All species of life are made possible by birth in material nature, and I am the seed giving father. That's what he says. Say again, Sarva Yoni Shukanteya. Sarva Yoni Shukanteya. Murtayaha Sambhavantiyaha. Tasam Brahma Mahadyoni. Aham Bija Pradhapita. How beautiful it is. Is it not so? He says clearly. Sarva Yoni Shukanteya. Murtayaha Sambhavanti Yaha. Tasam Brahma Mahadyoni. Aham 
बीज प्रदह पिता सो ऑल स्पीशीज ऑफ लाइफ आर मेड पॉसिबल बाय बर्थ इन मटेरियल नेचर एंड आई एम द सीड गिविंग फादर ही सेस दैट्स व्हाई गॉड इज कॉल्ड द फादर ऑफ क्रिएशन ही क्रिएट्स बोथ मटेरियल एंड स्पिरिचुअल सो ऑल अर्थ वाटर फायर एयर इथर द 24 एलिमेंट्स आर क्रिएटेड बाय हिम एंड द स्पिरिट सोल also is created by him part and parcel yes bhagavad gita chapter 14 verse 4 mm. for example if we sow a banyan seed mm. a huge tree eventually grows up and produces millions of new seeds mm. each of these seeds in turn produces another tree with millions of new seeds mm. and so on mm. so krishna is the original seed giving father Unfortunately, the scientists only observe the immediate cause. They do not perceive the remote cause. Mm. There are two causes, the immediate cause and the remote cause. Mm. Krishna is described in the Vedas as sarva karana karanam, mm. the cause of all causes. If you understand the cause of all causes, then you understand everything. Yasmin vidnyate vidnyate Sarvam evam vidnyatam bhavati. If you know the original cause, the later subordinate causes are automatically known. Mm. Although the scientists are searching after the original cause, when the Vedas, which contain perfect knowledge, give the original cause, they won't accept. Mm. They keep to their partial and perfect knowledge. Mm. Doctor Singh, scientists are worried about energy sources. and now they are working to utilize solar energy for cooking lighting and various other purposes they are hoping that when they exhaust all other energy sources they will be able to use solar energy shila prabhupad this is not a very new theory everyone knows that because of the because the roots of trees store the sun's energy it is possible to get fire from a tree did you notice Did you know this point? I know this so so energy from the sun. But not for fire. Yeah, that's why you got fire in it. See, science tells you this that the roots store energy from the sun. But the use of it they do not say. That is why the the, the wood is combustible. It can be used for creating fire. Not a plastic. It doesn't store energy from the sun. You see, this is this is finer intelligence. So there is a difference between material intelligence, which is also good, and equating it to the finer spiritual intelligence, subtle intelligence. That's why the wood has got fire in it. How beautiful! Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Yes, please continue. These scientists are tiny creatures, but they are very proud. We don't give them credit because they are simply stating what everyone knows. <laughs> as soon as you cut a tree, you cannot get fire from it. It has to be dried in the sun. When the energy is gathered from the sun, the tree can be utilized for fire. Actually, everything is being maintained by the sun's energy, but the scientists don't know 
where the sun's energy comes from. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 15, verse 12, Krishna says, The splendor of the sun which dissipates the darkness of this whole world comes from me, and the splendor of the moon and the splendor of fire are also from me. <laughs> How beautiful! Can this be put into practice? What does it say? What is the meaning of splendor? Beauty or the essence comes from Krishna. How can you prove it? Son of the sun. The essence of sun is what? Fire. Okay? The moon, we know, moon gets reflection from the sunlight. That's why it's got moon light. The fire, the source is Krishna. How do you explain this? Yes, yes? Yeah, that's alright. But how do you explain this to a person who is not a devotee? How do you explain this? The sun, splendor, energy is Krishna. They think, oh, you are a very emotional people. You say everything is Krishna. Okay. Prove it to me. How, Mataji's? Son of class? Don't just accept things just like that. There's a very, there's scientific explanation to this. That's why we are scientists. We need to scratch our head and say, what is it? How do you explain this point? Krishna says, the splendor of the sun which dissipates the darkness of this whole world comes from me and the splendor of the moon and the splendor of the fire are also from me how do you explain this how do you prove that sun's energy is from Krishna if you're sitting in a class with all non-devotees how do you prove this you'll hide, hide under a desk and say, no no I'm not even no Hare Krishna you don't want to admit it what is this? It is nonsense, you say. I don't believe it. I'm emotional. Yeah. How do you stand like a lion? Whether they accept or not is another thing. How do you stand with intelligence, scientifically? What is it? Anybody, please? The scientific brains here. Anyone? Yes, mother? We cannot live without the sun. That's all right. But they say the splendor of the sun is Krishna, you say. How do you explain it? How do you explain it? How do you bring it to the level of people's understanding? What feel and touch? Yep. That's right. But that is one thing about energy controlling Krishna. Krishna is controlling energy. That's right. But the splendor of the sun, the fire, and the heat, when light dissipates darkness of the whole universe, or the whole world, comes from me, Krishna says. True. How do you explain it? All of if I give you the explanation, whatever little bit I understand, you all will agree. See, all this who who has science background? Who's the scientific background? Science background, science background. Anyone science background? Science background. Anyone else? No science background? No, no, no science background? Engineering, engineering science, science, we studied science. We all studied science, right? 
one of the principles of science is that science says that that the energy loses itself over a period of time we watched who watched the wednesday program where we showed what the ancient indians gave to the world did they prove this point the energy loses what was the, what was the what was the proof there perpetual motion that means they try to create a if you if you turn a wheel the wheel will go round but slowly it will stop you cannot have a wheel turning around throughout why did they realize that okay that energy loses energy is lost in motion energy is not conserved in the motion always so if you push a car or a, or a, or a roll it'll roll after some time it stops it'll keep on going it doesn't do that this is called that the energy loses its its momentum over a period of time so that means in sun they say that the sun is shining and the fire exists in the sun because of the inbuilt in high volcanic eruptions or whatever it is right correct this point is right so why does it end one volcanic eruption two or thousand eruptions millions eruptions okay at the same time then why doesn't it end there should be something in the core of the sun which keeps it going the energy is lost according to the according to the theory and practice you lose energy loses its, its momentum and value so why sun doesn't finish off they say yes in 300 and some trillion years later on sun is going to but why because it will lose its momentum so why is it happening now don't stop asking the question why be it your material knowledge or spiritual knowledge always ask why why after 311 trillion years explain to me why not now because there is some inside matter lava which keeps on going so how do you know this lava exists how do you know this exists you see so these are also assumptions that is the reason why this perpetual increase and in, and in coming and the volcanic eruption of the sun which keeps gives heat and water and light no heat and light that comes from krishna or it would have exhausted by now yes he does is himself the source what is the source of a soul so we seeing that the source of the body the source of the body comes from the soul that we believe and where does the soul source comes from itself Do you understand this? Yeah, but then volcano after eruption is over. Why does it keep erupting constantly? Is it not so? Here also in Earth also there is a volcano, but not every whole Earth is exploding, and there are gaps in between. 
So they must say, Son also would have gaps of thousand kilometers in the eruption. So why don't you go there and, and do it? You can't even touch there. But there is living beings, there are living beings on sun planet also. It's mentioned. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, I spoke the same Bhagavad Gita to sun god 40 million years ago. I said, what? <laughs> but that is, this is a time frame. Which you and me, we say, I live only 60 years, 70 years. Yeah, you live. That's why you think everybody lives the same years. You may, I may live for 60 years or 40 years. You may live for 90 years. You may live for 110 years, for goodness sake. Yeah? So this is how so, uh, devotees are scientists too. And then you can accept and say, yeah, that's right. Why is there so much, uh, the, the source in the sun is constantly going on. There should be some stoppage. Okay. Yes. Is this all right? This question is all right? This point is okay? Think about it. You may find a better expression than me. All of you are very clever than me. That's the whole idea. I'm not the only clever or not the most clever. The idea is that you start applying this into your practice and you'll find better information. Yes. Again, Krishna says, Jyoti, Sham, Rabir, Amshuman. Of lights, I am the radiant sun. He says this here. <laughs> he is the radiant sun. Of lights, among the lights, I am sun. That means what? He owns the sun. That means sun comes from him. <laughs> he is the source of the sun. Full stop. Explain this point. This is how you explain. Yes. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, verse 21. Also, in the 11th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna tells Krishna, Shashi Surya Netram, the sun and moon are among your great unlimited eyes. Yes, he sees the material world through sun and the moon in his impersonal form. Krishna sees the sun and the moon with, with, with sun and the moon in the material world. He sees the material world with them. And that's why when he opens the eyes, when you open the eyes, it's Light. When you close the eyes, it is darkness. And because he sees it, there is light. Is it, is it similar when, when uh, Tamudar Bhagwan opened his mouth? It reminds me when Tamudar Bhagwan opened his mouth as a child in yeah, universe. So you can see yeah. all material creation in, in on the mouth. In the mouth and through the eyes, or yeah. on the mouth, through the mouth. But the, in the impersonal form, Krishna sees the material world through sun and the moon. The idea is this: that the point again I'm reiterating is that because when we close our eyes, everything is darkness. But because Krishna sees very mercifully, we see light. So even this light, which is small particle, also is Krishna in its small form. Because fire, he says, fire is there. So when you are doing electrical engineering, you are dealing with Krishna's energy and Krishna himself is fire. Think like this. 
So don't think if I mix this, if I do these things, you are not seeing electrons anyways. You assume the electrons will come from this wire, red wire, green wire, whatever it is, blue wire, black wire, mix it and boom, light comes. <laughs> so you don't you don't nothing because you don't even know what's happening inside. But if as a devotee you think, okay, this fire, Krishna says, what he say in the previous verse? He says that the splendor of fire are also from me. This is from Krishna. So Krishna, please, if you want to manifest, you can manifest. Because you have not seen it. Another big big scientists who have invented electricity have seen the electrons. <laughs> but they know. If you do this and if you do that, something will happen which we call electrons and light will come. Let there be light. And that is Krishna. So with that mood, do your work. Then it becomes Krishna consciousness. Yes. This knowledge is contained in the Bhagavad Gita. The scientists cannot attain this knowledge by this speculation, can they? Dr. Singh, it is not possible. Shila Prabhupada, and what is their knowledge? The scriptures say that even if you counted all the grains of sand on earth, you still would not be able to understand God. <laughs> all this material counting does not mean that you have the capacity to understand the unlimited. But it is even beyond the capacity to count all the material things. Why are scientists so proud of the energy and capacities? They do not even know of the material things and want to speak of the spiritual. As far as scientists and other living entities are concerned, their knowledge is limited. But this is not so for Krishna. If we receive knowledge from Krishna, that knowledge is perfect. The scriptures we receive information that there are 900,000 species of life existing within the ocean. The information is given the information given in the scriptures is exact because it comes from Krishna and as Krishna himself says as the supreme personality of Godhead I know everything that has happened in the past all that is happening in the present and all things that are yet to come. Bhagavad Gita chapter 7 verse 26 Dr. Singh we have to take knowledge from the Supreme Noah. Srila Prabhupada, for perfect knowledge we have to approach a superior person, the Guru. One may try to learn a subject by reading books at home, but he can learn much better by going to college and approaching a professor. In the same way, we have to approach a Guru. Of course, if we encounter a false Guru, our knowledge is false. But if our Guru is perfect, our knowledge is perfect. We accept Krishna as our Guru. If He is perfect, if He is perfect in knowledge, our knowledge is also perfect. As far as we are concerned, we do not have to be perfect in ourselves. But if we receive knowledge from the perfect, our knowledge is perfect. We cannot say that we understand that there are 900,000 species of life in the ocean because what we have studied the entire ocean. Rather, we can we say that we take this information from scriptures and therefore it is perfect. This is the Vedic process. Scientists may carry out much research work, but however great a scientist may be, his senses are imperfect. 
Therefore, he cannot have perfect knowledge. What is the value of our eyes? We cannot see without sunlight, nor can we see small things without a microscope. Hmm. Our eyes are imperfect, and the instruments our eyes have discovered are also imperfect. How then is it possible to get perfect knowledge? Is it not so? In darkness, we can't even see. We got eyes. You need light to see. To say imperfect. Perfect meaning any situation is perfect. You can see things. Not in certain conditions only. Because the living entity is limited, his knowledge is limited. A child may know that two plus two equals four, but when he speaks of higher mathematics, we do not take him seriously. The senses through which a scientist acquires knowledge are limited and imperfect, therefore his knowledge is limited and imperfect. I have a question, Prabhuji. Yes. When we say senses, we're not, uh, when Prabhupada is saying senses, he's not only talking about your five, like hearing and everything, is he talking about your mind and everything else? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mind also builds a sense, yes. It's imperfect. Because when you talk to the average person, senses are the five? That's fine. So, so you can put it as five also. These are five senses. Earth, water, uh, eyes, uh, nose, ears, yeah. By which we gain knowledge. So if we say our eyes are imperfect in the yeah. sense, uh, like excluding my eyes, say if you have a normal eyesight, how, how would you say that it, is imperfect? As I said, uh, you need electricity or light to see. In that condition only you can see. Just close the window please, somebody's smoking down. Only in that condition you can see. So that's not perfect. Mm. So lim eyesight. limitations, they're, limit they're limitations. limitations. Okay. Perfect meaning? This is perfect in all the way, not in any conditions. Here we say it is perfect in certain conditions. Mm. Okay. This, uh, so, therefore, his knowledge is limited and imperfect. In his ignorance, he may claim to know everything, but that is simply nonsense. A blind man may lead another blind man, but what does it avail? Them when they both fall into a ditch. The laws of nature bind us hand and foot, yet we think we are free to speculate. This is illusion. Although, so, although conditioned by so many of nature's laws, the rascals think they are free. Yet if there is a cloud, they cannot see the sun. What power have we to see? Here it is. Mm. So power to see is limited. Or limited meaning working in certain conditions only. If everything is pitch dark, you can't see. Then you have to rely upon your hands, your legs, <laughs> your hearing. Yeah? Yes, mother. Yeah, even if it's too bright, you can't see. That's right, that's right, that's right. In certain conditions, eyes can, can perform 2020 vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only when nature's laws give us some facility are we able to see. Indeed, we can only experiment under certain conditions, and if the conditions are not favorable, 
our experiments fail? Why then are we so proud of experimental knowledge? Why experiment? Things are already there. The sun's energy is there, given by God for us to use. What else is there to know? So many apples fall from trees. What further need is there to explain the law of gravity? <laughs> Actually, the scientists are lacking in common sense. They are simply concerned with scientific explanations. They say the law of gravity works only under certain conditions, but who has made these conditions? Mm. When Krishna appeared as Lord Ramachandra, he threw stones on the water and the stones floated. Just one second before that. So, let me respond again. They say, Miss say, that the law of gravity works only under certain conditions. But who has made these conditions? You should understand this point similarly. Our eyes can work in certain conditions only. And what is the condition of which the eyes can work? When there is light. And there is Krishna. He says, I am the fire. I am that moon. I am that sun. And because he controls that, he may give you more, so even still you cannot see. He has to give you the right capacity and right content, right amount, you can see. And Mother says, it's so correct. Understand this point? So, that's why Prabhupada writes before that, he says that the laws of nature bind us hand and foot, bind our hand and foot. Yet we think we are free to speculate. <laughs> we are bound till here, but still we are speculating. Maybe like this, maybe like that. It's common sense. The apples are falling every time. Prabhupada writes, the scientists are busy. What are they busy with? Trying to give scientific explanation to the phenomenon. Who saw apple falling down? Who was the scientist? Newton. So before Newton realized it, apples were still falling down? <laughs> Just that we did not give a scientific explanation to it and a name to it. Do you understand this point? This is scientists. That they, what they are doing is they are not discovering something, they are giving explanation of why it is happening. That is not inventing. The difference between inventing, discovering and giving explanations. The purpose is common sense. So we are not demeaning science. What, I'm, what we are saying is, don't call yourself to be complete. You are not. Because if you if you pick up all the uh, uh, all the sand or uh, or or what from the earth, sorry, all the grains of sand from the earth, still you cannot understand Krishna. So do not try to approach Krishna with your own speculation. Because even if you do that, you still will not understand God. You still find God doesn't exist. But still sitting here, you are convinced God is God exists. Is it not so? Why? Because there is superior knowledge which we are receiving from the previous Acharyas. And that knowledge is speaking. And that's why there is something called faith. And I tell you, faith exists even in the material world. The scientists who are electrical engineers, they want to start electricity in a, in a village, they also pull the wires, red, green, blue, and put it and say, Oh light, yes. <laughs> it may not happen also or something has gone wrong somewhere you know is it not so 
not always you put these wires and light will come. It exists. Theory exists on this point. Practically also it may exist, but not all the time. There always the element of if and but. Is it okay? All right. Yes. When Krishna appeared as Lord Ramachandra. When Krishna appeared as Lord Ramachandra, he threw stones on the water and the stones floated. The law of gravity did not work in that case. Therefore, the law of gravity only work, works only under the direction of the Supreme Lord. The law in itself is not final. A king may give a law, but he can change that law immediately. The ultimate lawgiver is Krishna, and his and a law will only work by his will. Scientists try to explain God's will in so many ways, but because they are conditioned by Maya, illusion, they can only talk like a person haunted by ghosts. Tell me, what is the scientific explanation that accounts for all the varieties of trees? Just one second. On this point about gravity, okay? So we understand. We all we all understand gravity, okay? Now the scriptures say that the whole universe is been held by Sankarshan, means Lord Balram. As is Sankarshan means unlimited hoods of a snake. And he holds all the creation, not this earth. How do you explain that? You are in a group of people who are scientists and there is law of gravity, okay, which they have found out that the, the, the apple falls in the ground because of gravity of the earth. The scriptures say, ultimately, that's what Prabhupada writes here, that the law of gravity did not work on the uh, work. Sorry, um, the law in itself is not final. Okay, so gravity works. Therefore, the law of gravity works only under the direction of the supreme lord, because the stones floated, Lord Ramchandra. How do you say this to the group of people? We say is that ultimately, Sankarshan or Balram, who manages this whole, keeps the whole thing floating. How do you explain? Anybody, please? Anyone? You understand the question? See, the apple is falling on the ground because law of gravitation, gravity. Okay. All right. There's a scientific explanation, but the law, the Vedas say that the whole gravity is managed by Sankarshan. Where Krishna, Lord Vishnu, resides on him, and from his lotus, from his navel, spurns the lotus flower, where Lord Brahma appears. Okay, before the creation. So the Sankarshan is a snake which manages. That manages the gravity. Explain to me this point. How do you explain? Because here we say that you can see the form of gravity. Where is Sankarshan here? Now you understand the question? Where is your Lord Sankarshan here? See, don't. this is not a class. Mahavishnu Goswami Maharaj is class meaning very practical. It has to be feel and touch. 
these are the final instructions of my Guru Maharaj to all those who are preachers. I was there in the class. Maharaj said, please, you make sure that you study properly, you debate it, and you give practical explanation to the masses. Only then they will understand, others they will not understand. So we are training. You will find all this stuff. Explain to me. Vedas say, Sankarshan is a gravity. Here we say, what gravity? I don't see any snake here. Do you see snake? Explain to me this point. How will you explain this to an ordinary person or scientist? Or again you will go into the, under the table. Sorry. I'm not a Hare Krishna. <laughs> yes. That, that is a there is explanation very good very good so what explain the whole thing holding the space together that's right this is the answer the apple is falling because the earth gravity is there it's powerful so it comes down after you go out of the atmosphere of earth Earth's gravity doesn't exist, right? You just float anywhere. But you'll still find the Earth is moving in its rotation, moving around the Sun. So many planets revolving around the Sun. The whole galaxy is moving. The whole universes are moving planets. And they're all moving on the on around one star, which is pole star, Dhruvalok. How do you explain this? If there is no gravity. It should fall down, right? Or you go out of the earth, here, apple, apple should go down. But it's moving somewhere, but other planets are also moving. So what is there? should be something which is gigantic, whose gravity must be holding everything and is moving and shaping. You get this point? Because earth is not only moving around the sun, earth is also moving in its axis. And not like this, it's moving like this. That's why we are not falling down. Because it's moving like this only, it's moving like this and like this, both ways, simultaneously. The books it says it, it's like tilted a bit. Tilted a bit. And then it just rotates. Yeah, rotates. But then again, in the rotating, how? Why? Why the sun also is holding? Mercury floats around. So it should go anywhere, right? But here, we know, because the earth moves in a particular way, Tomorrow morning, they say, tomorrow morning sunrise is 6 o'clock. Alright, 6 o'clock the sun will rise. <laughs> How can they say? There has to be something superior which holds all this Zajana universes, correct? I'll finish with this discussion. I would expect you to read this remaining part of this chapter. Next week is our last class for the year. We finish this year's class on Namhata program. Now I'll finish with this discussion. Once Galileo's Galileo was a he was a he was a not an atheist he was a God conscious person. So he told his atheist friend, "Come, I'll show you something." He said, "All right." So he, he, the friend came to him, said, "Come, I'll show you." So he showed him a nice miniature of the whole universe he made. So he made it such a way that Earth, the Sun was in the middle, the Earth was moving around like this, Jupiter was going like this, everything was beautifully moving around. It was nice, a nice small toy universe, you know, very nicely made. 
the son said that's why the, the friend said very nice man galileo who made this galileo looked in his eyes galileo and said nobody the friend said come on what do you mean nobody this so beautifully done nicely i think is moving around who made this tell me galileo said nobody he 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 got upset his friend so you are making a fool of me making making out of me somebody has made this beautiful thing and i think it's nobody made it he said man you are such an idiot this small thing which as i have made you say you cannot accept that it has come on its own but uh, see, this is the replica of the whole creation that you accept came on its own nobody made it see this how beautiful we are foolish to that extent think about it does anyone have any questions she has a question yeah your father has a question say hari krishna yeah any questions anyone has got anything to share that talks about gravity that talks about our creation okay so with us we are not going to spoon feed you all the time so get used to doing your own work as well so please study this particular chapter complete it study by next week you should be ready with it and if you don't it's your loss not our loss we made our our attempts this year we did our best to create the whole system here situation here so all of you could come here have nice prasadam nice class this arrangement that arrangement all these fees have been paid prasadam been cooked by so many matajis and prabhus spending so much energy and money so it's up to you if you want to progress then take some efforts all right thank you jai shila gurudev ki jai jagat guru shila prabhupad ki jai param vijayate shri sankirtan mahajan ki jai so tomorrow there's an important festival when the festival happen on friday but tomorrow they are celebrating in the temple is called okra temple it is go puja worship of the cows and govardhan puja okay shri uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu explains that the govardhan puja worship of govardhan is not different than any other krishna conscious activities is equally important for celebration so, so we celebrate this as god in, in our god devotional sabada as with equal pompous okay so there are, anybody who has not not attended this festival before you not done anyone else is not everybody have gone to the festival before okay so they make nice hill of sweets and all that of gordan and there's gordan shila in the temple if you see in the altar there is giri gordan shila it's a uh, yeah it's a shila it's a stone yeah special krishna's form so that is been worshiped okay so please come at by 1 o'clock or so even if somebody is late just wait for us for 10 to 20 minutes we'll worship cows together Or there's a, there's a donation of ten dollars, fifteen dollars to get a plate for worshiping the cow, which you do. Okay. Once you do the worship of the cow, then we can do the parikrama of the Govardhan Shila. You know. And after that, we have prasadam, and then we go home. All right. 
Thank you. See you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. 12.30 is Aarti time. So if you come by Aarti, this is perfect. At 1 o'clock. Thank you. Jai. Hare Krishna.